The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio. It doesn't matter. 260? Episode number 260? doesn't matter. I'm Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of bleedinggreennation.com. Day five of Eagles training camp is in the books. Before we get to the practice notes, where can I find the finest meat snacks in the land, Brandon? Wow, what an interesting question, Jimmy, because I have the answer for you, and it's righteous felon craft jerky. It's simple. You just go to RighteousFelon.com. That part is free. You go to the website. It doesn't cost you a thing. RighteousFelon.com. You check it out. If you want to buy something at that point, you use discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order. Get a sweet discount. Help support a local business. Help support your favorite Eagles podcast. It's a win for everyone involved. So go do it if you're interested. But Jimmy, we have a lot to get to and you have a heart out. So let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Got my old guy injury, uh, physical therapy. Mm. And I got to leave in 40 minutes. So we got a, we got a lot of notes to get through, I think today, cause it was good practice. It was f- first full padded practice of Eagles training camp. Where do you want to start? Why don't we start with the quarterback? Because okay. Jalen Hurts stunk today. He was terrible. They the Eagles should cut him. <laughs> okay. Just seeing if everyone's listening. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I thought had his best day of practice today. I'll spoil our stock report. And I think we're both going to agree. It was consensus, a stock up day for him. One of the positive things, and we kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday, but I thought we saw more of this today in addition to some other positive things, is he's been getting the ball out really quick at times and very much in stride. And I think that kind of can speak to the fact that there is something to be said for Jalen Hurts having continuity in the offense and knowing where to go with the ball and being a more experienced mm-hmm. player. And then not only knowing that, but able, being able to execute on that and get the ball to his receivers, specifically on these slant routes that the slant routes that Eagles have been running. And it's not always necessarily like those receivers are wide open too. They could be tightly covered, but he's putting the ball in a good spot where the receiver can get it. And then have opportunities for yards after the catch. AJ Brown has been especially effective on those plays. Yeah. So I think that's one of the biggest positives is that carrying over in addition to like other plays that he made, such as a deep throw to Jalen Rager and another throw Mm -hmm. where uh, there was an offside penalty and it was a free play. There's a ball bouncing around on the ground, uh, bad snap, low snap. Jalen Hurts just picked mm-hmm. it up and fired that thing to Jalen Rager, ball people who caught it 
kind of like a back shoulder throw or back shoulder catch against James Bradbury. Um, so just positive plays across the board, I would say. Yeah, the three highlights today I thought were the the, the deep throw to Rager, which you mentioned, which is a post route by Rager. He beat McPherson and, and Sacheray on the play. Um, it was on time. He was on the, he was on target mm-hmm. on the throw. And he also had uh, Jordan Davis bearing down on him too, which, you know, quarterbacks aren't going to get hit in training right. camp. Like it's sacrilege to hit the quarterback. So he doesn't have the fear getting hit, but still he's got a six foot six, 340 pound, 340 pound man coming at him. And I think that whether you know you're going to get hit or not, <laughs> it's got to affect your throw a little bit. And uh, he stepped right into the throw, made a great throw down the field. Um, you mentioned uh, the, the sort of the improv play. I don't know if that even counted. doesn't matter. He, right. he made a really nice play on that, whether it counted or not, uh, earned a sort of a, a whoop of sorts from uh, Jason Kelsey on the play. Kelsey having, you know, had the bad snap hurts, bailed him out on that play. And uh, you're right. It was a really nice improv play. And the other play that I liked was, uh, it was like a window throw hmm. in the middle of the field. Um, call it, I'd call it sort of like the short to intermediate area of the field, like 10, 15 yards down the field to AJ Brown made a really nice catch on the play. He extended his arms uh, in traffic, difficult catch to make but it was on the money it was right where it had to be and it was a window throw in the middle of the field and that's the kind of throw that he hasn't been really willing to make uh his first couple seasons in the nfl so um you know he's going to be more willing to make that kind of throw in you know theoretically in practice than he might in a game but he let it rip today and it was a good throw it was on target and had zip on it after practice hurt said he has quote unquote, like an entirely different level of comfort in the offense. So again, kind of speaking to the continuity and the carryover and all of that. And uh, yeah, it's a good day for him. As I, I probably said at points during the season last year, different performances from him and different practices last year in training camp. It's something to build on. At this point, you want to start stacking these days as opposed to like, okay, it's a good day, but it's kind of a one-off and then you're kind of inconsistent from there and then maybe another good day pops up. It'd be nice to kind of see him turn a corner with this camp, I think, and start stacking these days and going in a more positive direction. Uh, But that is to come and we'll see about what's to come for now. It was a good day for him. Listener Uncommon Curtis, at Uncommon Curtis. A good listener, uh, yeah. Replied to me. I tweeted something positive about Jalen Hurts. I don't remember what it was. And he replied, BLG uh, arguing with Jimmy's stock up uh, assessment of Hertz today. And then he had the meme of uh, Shannon Sharp shaking his head no. <laughs> but that's wrong, Uncommon Curtis. Yeah. Brandon does agree with me today that uh, that his stock performance. Well, I showed that tweet to Brandon during practice. Brandon thought that was funny, of course. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a unanimous stock up, I think, from yep. from me and Brandon and pretty much anyone any other reporter who watched. And I don't think it was a perfect day for him. I think there were a couple of throws he left on the field, but that's fine. You yeah. know, it, it was more good than bad, and therefore it's a yeah. stock up. Uh, my first note would be AJ Brown's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like he's pretty good receiver, and he had what I thought was the best camp catch of camp uh, today, where he ran a, a go route. Did down you just the say right the best line. camp catch of camp? Did I, I the best did. camp I like catch that, of camp? Though. Sure. I like that. Let's go with I like the, redundancy. the best camp catch of camp. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go out down the right sideline working against Slay. Slay uh, had actually really good coverage on him. You ran stride for stride with him. What I liked about this catch, first of all, from A.J. Brown was he didn't show his hands until the last possible second, uh, you know, thus not allowing uh, Slay to know that the pass was arriving. Um, I think 
some of the really good receivers in the league are very good at that. Stephon Diggs steps, uh, stands out as a guy who does that really well. Uh, AJ Brown did that really well in that rep. Slay still got a hand on the ball mm-hmm. and was able to jar it loose. At which point AJ Brown snagged it with one hand and pinned it against his helmet, was able to keep his feet in bounds and also was able to uh, gain control of the catch uh, before going out of bounds. Spectacular catch. Uh, the concentration level on that catch was was outstanding. And uh, he's going to be a guy who is just going to make plays on throws that Eagles receivers in recent years have not been able to. I agree with all of that. I will say that I feel like A.J. Brown has had Darius Slay's number more often than not uh, in mm-hmm. training camp thus far. It's been a tough matchup for Slay. And that's not to say you know Slay's bad. Obviously, I think it's just that it speaks to the quality of receiver that AJ Brown is. And that's been really good to see from him. I think he's kind of more and more coming on. It wasn't the fastest start to camp for him, but I think he's really showing up Um, kind of in conjunction with that. I feel like it's only right to mention it. It's a little bit on the negative side. I don't think we've seen a ton from Devontae Smith. He did have a good one-on-one rep today where he just Mm -hmm. burned James Bradbury, which is a nice thing because not everyone has been getting the best of James Bradbury. Bradbury's been good too. Yeah, he's at a good camp. So for him to do that with ease, I thought was unreal. And it's one-on-one. So obviously the receiver has a distinct advantage, I think, more often than not. Uh, But still, I haven't seen a ton from him in teams. I don't think that's necessarily his fault as much as it is there's only one ball to go around, and A.J. Brown shooting mm-hmm. a lot of targets, and Dallas Goddard is still here. I do think there is a bit of a clash in playing style with the quarterback that the Eagles have and maybe the offense that Devontae Smith could really thrive in, more of a timing offense. You look at the last time Deva- Devontae played with a player like that. It was Mac Jones, not a guy who's going to like hold mm-hmm. on to the ball and extend plays as much as he's going to get it out quick and kind of you know uh, be able to take advantage of uh, a more pr- a precision wide receiver like Devontae is. So that's kind of been uh, not going to say like disappointing from a standpoint of Devontae being a bad player because I don't think that's the case at all. But I just kind of wonder about the fit there. But I don't wonder about the fit so far with AJ Brown, um, who is seemingly helping. Jalen Hurts a little bit when it does come over the, to the middle of the field uh, passing, which has clearly been a deficient area of Hurts thus far. Bo Wolf had a funny question for Jalen Hurts today when he <laughs> asked him, I'm going to butcher his wording of it, but he said something to the effect of, does Devante tease you about AJ Brown being your, your best friend? <laughs> and Jalen Hurts is like, don't even start with all mm-hmm. that. <laughs> he wanted no mm-hmm. part of even joking uh about that at all uh so that was funny um reed sinette i don't have we mentioned we've mentioned him on the pod I think right? yesterday i said and i'll repeat it that's that's right we did, did, yeah. yeah i think he's been the best quarterback relative to expectation what you could have reasonably expected yeah. from a quarterback i think he has exceeded those expectations totally forgotten guy uh both last year and probably heading into this training camp um because they picked him up off waivers from the dolphins uh stuck on the roster for the remainder of the season and then um, this year, of course, people were more looking forward to watching Carson Strong than Reed Sinet in this training camp. But Reed Sinet looks like a decent quarterback, um, decent enough arm. He's been accurate so far. Had made a nice, strong sideline throw today to uh, Devin Allen, who, uh, the, first of all, the pass was in a spot where the corner couldn't like couldn't get a hand on mm-hmm. it. Uh, only Devin Allen had a, had a chance to make a play on it. Perfect placement, in my opinion. Devin Allen dropped it. Mm. So... While I'm saying something nice about Reed Sinet, I think this is probably the appropriate time to note that Devin Allen really hasn't impressed in it in any way. He's fast. Yeah. You can see it like when they were doing like kick return drills. You can see when he opens up 
And like, it's like, okay, well that guy is faster than anyone I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Right. So like he can run, there's no doubt, but uh, he has not done much the first five days of camp here uh, as a football player. So if he's going to stick uh, with the team, I would have to imagine that uh, it's very more than likely only going to be on the practice squad. If that would you say Reed Sinet can spin it? I would absolutely say that Reed Sinet can spin it. Okay, fair. Um, I take it for what it's worth, but I remember seeing Reed Sinet was something like PFF's fourth best graded quarterback in the preseason last year. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't think anyone is, of us has certainly watched Miami Dolphins 2021 preseason film, but for what it's worth, it seemed like he did do some good things with them. I'm guessing that's maybe mm-hmm. how he got on the Eagles radar a little bit. So yeah, there might be something there as a, uh, as a third string quarterback, um, and I agree with Allen as well and uh, disappointing with Allen too. And I, I don't think there's been a point where he's really like burned anybody, you know, he's fast, but I don't think, I don't remember him like, you know, just out, just outright roasting someone down the field. Agreed. So, and we'll see, like, I want to give him a little bit of grace because he, he was just doing like a bunch of track stuff <laughs> yeah. and maybe he'll kind of catch on a little bit later in camp or, or really impressed during the preseason games. I'm not counting on that, but I'm saying, you know, I think more than any other player, I think you kind of have to give him a little bit of time to figure out like, okay, he has to transition here. So, mm-hmm. you know, a long shot. He hasn't played since what, 2015? Yeah. So, you know, it's a little bit of grace, but uh, yeah, I'm not certainly not thinking he's going to make the roster much more of a practice squad candidate, if anything. Yeah. Um, anything else? Yeah. Let's just uh, go through uh, O-line, D-line, uh, one-on-ones again, second straight day. They've done those. Brandon Graham is awesome. Yes. <laughs> he's just been dominating guys in, in one-on-one O-line, D-line drills. He also had a play today where he blew up a reverse uh, in team drills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Kelsey went up against Jordan Davis today. Kelsey won that rep. Old guy can still play. Cam Jurgens, we noted that he had uh, some really nice reps yesterday, one of which was against Jordan Davis as well. Uh, today, he held his ground all day against guys trying to bull rush him. Again, only 6'3", 303. Mm-hmm. Thought of as an undersized uh, center heading into the, in, into the league. He's very strong, so he's got... Uh, the ability to anchor against these bigger guys held his ground today against Marlon Tui, Tui Pulotu, but who, by the way, I think has actually had a good, a decent camp so far. Mm-hmm. He was dreadful, in my opinion, in camp last year. Actually, more so in the preseason games yeah. than camp uh, Tui Pulotu. He's been much more encouraging so far in this camp. Uh, Jurgens did a nice job on him again. Javon Hargrave won both of his reps, uh, one of which was against Landon Dickerson. Dickerson got the better of him yesterday. Hargrave got the better of Dickerson today. So two good players going up against each other there. And then finally, uh, I went out of my way to point out on Twitter uh, that Andre Dillard is a lot better this year than he was last year. If uh, our listeners will recall, (sighs) Dillard was brutal last year. I mean, he was just getting run over left and right. He was the LVP for training camp. Like yeah, our, I mean, and also, standings. like, I do, my, I do, like, my my stock up, stock down media poll every year, mm-hmm. and I uh, get like, you know, thirty or so votes for stock up. You can you can pick one player, stock up, stock down, and I think he had like like thirty of them, thirty votes, and I think he had more than half of them. Yeah, <laughs> last year it was like seventeen or something like that. So, uh, oh, you know what? I gotta pause this podcast for a minute. Why? Uh, I'm getting a call that I absolutely have to take. Okay. Be right back, buddy. Sorry. All right, now that we're back to me, because we had a kind of a little <laughs> stop down in there, uh, Rachel is going to make it sound 
nice, I'm sure, and, and do her best to, <laughs> to to make it sound as seamless as possible. But we had a little bit of a stop down. But you're talking about Andre Dillard. Dillard did get banged up in practice today. Don't know how serious it was, but he did end up. Oh, did he? Yeah, I didn't see that. Ended up going up inside, and I don't think he returned. So we'll we'll see mm. about how that serious or not that is. Quez Watkins also uh, stopped practicing at one point, but apparently just w- was out due to quote unquote illness. So we don't know. Yeah. Uh, what that is about, but doesn't seem serious, so that seems good. I think you had noted too. Isaac Simalo had gotten banged up a little bit at one point, but seemed to be okay. Yeah. So remember last year when Jason Kelsey like kicked the trash can because he got mad and he got like he got cleated by somebody. This is in the practice bubble. It was caught on hmm. video or something like that. And no, whatever. that feels like forever ago. Oh, maybe maybe it wasn't last year. Maybe it was a couple of years ago. I don't know. Anyway, that, that that's the kind of injury that it looked like to me. For like, not that he got cleated necessarily, mm-hmm. but just like a like whatever happened to him. Al mm. f that hurts a lot, mm-hmm. but it's not a serious injury because <laughs> he took a he took a pad of some sort and he threw it after mm. the play. I think it was like a knee pad or something. <laughs> and then and then he walked off and he threw his helmet on the ground. So I don't know if he was mad at another player or mad, just mad that he got hurt or whatever. But uh, he he had to leave practice at that point. Um, I don't I don't know if he came back or not, but he was very upset that he got hurt. He's been an injury prone player the last few years, yeah. so noteworthy, I guess. Uh, but uh, I get until we hear anything further, I think it was you know not, not a serious injury in any way. And you know, knock on wood here, but the Eagles have remained pretty healthy throughout training camp so far. So yeah. it's good. A couple, you know, minor injuries, guys banged up. Pascal hasn't practiced yet, but on the whole, pretty doing pretty well, uh, especially relative to maybe some other teams. Uh, let's take a break here, Jimmy. Before we do, why don't you tell me about Kristen Roach or Roach Realtors.com? 856 906 is where you can reach Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors or RoachRealtors.com. If you're looking to buy or sell your house, Kristen Roach, Roach Realtors, was named by God as the best realtor in the history of the universe. 856-906-9295. Brandon. Back after this. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back here on BGN Radio, it's time to get into our award section, Jimmy, which always starts with yeah. something that isn't even really an award, but it's just the Jalen Hurts stock tracker. I don't think we have to spend any more time on this because we already talked about him. It's a stock up. Yep. Okay. Yeah, clear. So. Play of the day. Or play. Well, uh, we'll get into that. MVP of the day. Oh, so you're going to give him your MVP too. 
No, 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 no. I'm asking who your MVP. Oh, today sorry. Is. I was like, I thought you. I was like, interesting. <laughs> no, he, he wasn't that good. He wasn't that good. Today. He was good. Right. Clear stock up. Not that. Not MVP of the day worthy. I gave it to AJ Brown. He was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, who else do you would you give it to? I was thinking about giving one to Hertz to kind of balance out if I've been too unfair to him. Um, <laughs> You're I, hearing the pressure from the uh, from the audience. You're hearing the. I don't. I don't. That's not what drives me. I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying to check myself <laughs> on my own. I'm not like looking at what people are saying, and I'm just thinking about it in my head to make sure I'm being fair. Uh, I think it's fine to double uh, up on AJ Brown, though. Yeah, for me, I think uh, I don't really have a close second there. Mm. I think he was. I think he was dominant today. Yes. Oh well, I did think. I think you could say Jalen Rager. At least, like, if, if Jalen Rager was ever going to get an MVP point, I think it might be today. Um, but I think he's. It doesn't necessarily reflect the spirit of the award because he's had bad moments in camp across the board. That yeah, and he just got an MVP point yesterday. That I think nice bounce back day for him. Yeah, and if Jordan Davis got kind of snubbed yesterday, I think it's fair, like reasonable that <laughs> Jalen Rager could get snubbed. Uh, so we'll we'll, do, we'll we'll double up on AJ Brown. Who is your LVP? <sighs> mm, I'm gonna go with. I can't go Zach McPherson. I think he's had a, a, a disappointing camp so far okay. because he did have a, he did have an interception down the sideline against John Hightower, and it was an impressive yes. one. So I'm not going to go with him. It was ruled out of bounds, but yes, it was still a really good play. Oh, they did rule him? I thought he was in. I thought that was a bad okay. call by the official. Well, either way, it was a really good play. Uh, You know, I'm not ready. Okay, well. I should I should, I should be more prepared for these, for these <laughs> This is the segment we do every single day. Uh, I wrote two down, <laughs> and number one is N'Kobe Dean. And it's not because he's been bad, I think, by any means. Although I do think his most memorable of camp was something I saw today where Jalen Hurts was getting blitzed and he just like lofted it up to A.J. Brown, who was crossing and was wide open as a kind mm-hmm. of like a safety option for him just to get the ball out to and avoid being you know, sacked or pressured or whatever. And Nicobe Dean had like, you know, a chance to make a play on him and you know, they're not tackling to the ground. So and it's so it's kind of hard to gauge exactly you know how effective the hit would have been. He's not like going to to tackle him in a real game, but I thought that AJ Brown kind of slipped that well and seemed like he would have he would have broken that in a game. So that's really the only play I remember him from him in camp so far. All the while, all the other linebackers are making plays, whether it's TJ Edwards or Kaiser White or T, um, mm-hmm. Davion Taylor. Or even Sean Bradley, who had a pick yesterday. All literally, all the other linebackers, inside linebackers, are making plays, and that's not the end of the world for Nicobe Dean. I get it; he's a rookie. It could take time for him to adjust. But like, okay, that's not the way people were talking about Nicobe Dean heading into training camp. It's like, oh, he's a rookie; he's going to need time. No, people were saying like, this guy can be a day one difference maker. He might lead the all the his position players in snaps. So like, the the discourse has changed a little bit there with Nicobe Dean looking quiet. So. I don't know if I want to give it to him because it's not like he's been bad. Maybe that's unfair. Uh, I just think it's kind of like if you're doing a stock up, stock down on him, I would go stock down just by, again, by kind of nature of all the other linebackers standing out and him not doing anything thus far. Um, but I think I might have to give it to someone who we talked about in practice at one point who was not going to make that team. <laughs> and that is one, oh, Billy D, uh, William oh, Dunkel. Okay. He's been bad. I mean, it's, it's it's kind of low. Poor Billy Dunks. It's low hanging fruit, but we did talk about it in practice. Not even in a way yeah, like where yeah, we yeah. were determining this award, just like that. He's looked pretty bad, and I didn't have any other obvious candidates, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I'm really torn on whether to give it to McPherson or not, because he's got he's gotten dusted quite a bit 
and he got dusted twice today on the one on the uh, on the on the deep post to Rager, mm-hmm. and then who beat him? Didn't Rager also beat him deep in one on ones, or was it somebody else? Someone did. I can't remember who that was. High tower. I, I wrote maybe? it down. Let me look it up real quick. I have it here in my notes. It was well, I don't remember who it was actually. I don't have that, but he, he got called for uh, pass interference at one point. Tate Gowan had a few pass interference calls today too, but he but he made some nice plays as well. Zach McPherson had a nice pick, although it was on John Hightower. <laughs> like the passer rating, Carson Wentz's passer rating when throwing to John Hightower in twenty twenty was like fourteen, was like fifteen yeah. point something. <laughs> so that's not un- uncommon to, for him to you know yeah have a lot I thought I thought passes come his way get picked off I thought Hightower was getting squeezed to the sideline way too much like he was just like finding himself getting pushed out of bounds Hightower could be an option here too okay give it to him I think I'm I think I'm going to go with John Hightower more like John Lowtower <laughs> try to recover from that one you can't he's, boom he's done he's done. Uh, but I think it's I think it's fair to note though on, on on McPherson like he came into this camp like the clear best you know top candidate to be the fourth corner yes. after Slay Bradbury Maddox of all these young corners on the roster and I think some of the corners sort of behind him quote unquote are maybe inching up on on him a little bit sure. uh, with their play through the first five through the first five practices. I would agree with that, and I would say that I'm not down on McPherson yet. I acknowledge what mm-hmm. you said. I just think he might kind of just be. I mean, it's all relative to expectation. I think he might be what he was drafted necessarily, or where, where you would expect from a player drafted with a fourth round pick and a guy who kind of like an up and down high variance backup. Like he's going to have like if you had to. If you had to play him for a whole course of a season, you, that wouldn't be good because he's going to get exposed. But if you have to play him for like two games, he might be able to like have a good game and one bad game in there, and you'll kind of live with yeah. that and get through as much as you can. Um, what was your play of the day? It's got to be the AJ Brown catch. I, I mean, it was, it was okay. The, it was the camp catch of camp, as as I like to say. I'm going to let you go with that, but I'm not going <laughs> to co-sign it because i think no? there were okay. two other strong contenders and i think that was the rager deep ball touchdown and i think the zach mcpherson near interception if we or interception or whatever you want to call that i think they're yeah. also really good and i think they're they're strong contenders so i'm going to give it to rager because why not i i never i okay. it's a rare time for me to say something positive about Jalen rager i think he had a good practice i didn't give him the mvp but i'll show him some love here in the play of the day point standings where uh, I commonly say that I, I don't really care what Rager does in one-on-ones because I've seen him look good in there and then just mm-hmm. invisible in the team drills, but he actually did stuff in the team drills today. So uh, mm-hmm. why don't I kind of keep myself accountable there and give him credit when I criticize him for not doing anything in the past, you know, I, I know it was only McPherson that he burned, like who hasn't had the greatest camp, but he showed legitimate speed on that play. And like he just mm-hmm. got by the defense, and we haven't seen that enough from him. So any and look, you know, he stepped up. He took advantage of his his uh, opportunities with the first team with Quez out. So it, does it make me feel like John Rager has turned the corner? He's going to be a gr- good contributor now? Not at all. But I think it's uh it's it's his best practice probably that I feel like I've ever covered. So I'll give him credit for it. It'll be interesting to see if the Eagles tweet that out. <laughs> the, the, the play to Rager. They tweeted out like ten times. They keep like retweeting, begging, <laughs> begging for someone to offer something for him. <laughs> I bet you they I do. I actually hope they. 
I hope they 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 post the uh, AJ Brown one too because mm. I'm curious to see how right I got that from my vantage point my my description. I think of that you had play. it pretty right. That's how I remembered it as well. Okay. Uh, one more thing before we get to final thoughts, mm-hmm. and I don't think I have a final thought anyway. So maybe this will be my final thought. Well, just another uh, bullet point. Davion Taylor talked after practice, and apparently. Uh, I mean, I knew he had an MCL injury, but it was an MCL tear, required surgery, clear off the bone, he said, wow. <laughs> his MCL tear. So um, it was kind of weird how the Eagles sort of handled his, not handled, but um, communicated his injury last year. No, not the Eagles. They put him on IR, but they sort of, I mean, they didn't, you know, shut him down for the season officially, when clearly he was going to be sure done for the that? season. Yeah, because it took weeks for them to finally say, "Okay, yeah, he's probably done for the season." Eventually, they did, but like, so the last full game that he played was in Denver against the Broncos. Um, he had two forced fumbles in that game. Got hurt the next week against New Orleans, and then he didn't play in the rest of the year. So it was kind of a bummer for him because he was starting to play better at that point in the season, and then bang, he's done. Um, so he's a guy maybe that I think that you and I and probably the rest of Eagles media and the fan base as well just sort of, you know, dismissed heading into training camp this year. And of course, because TJ Edwards is their best linebacker, or was last year anyway, um, they've signed Kaiser White. They drafted Nicobe Dean, who everyone was excited about. Um, and at that point, Davion Taylor is now your fourth linebacker and probably not going to get a lot of snaps. But I thought he's been playing pretty well so far in camp and and looks like he has an idea of what he's doing when he often didn't at all uh, in the past. So um, I think he's one of the sort of sleeper players who can, I don't want to say break out this year, but maybe be more of a contributor than I think most people were anticipating. I totally agree with that. Again, I don't like if we're just going on merit right now, I don't think the Kobe Dean deserves to play like just like I Guys ahead of him have been significantly better, and that doesn't mean. Let me make one point on the Kobe Dean too. So the reason he was so good at Georgia was because he was the smartest player on the football field. Yes, he's not that right now because he doesn't know the playbook. Sure, he's a rookie. He's just coming in. Everyone else is ahead of him at this point. He doesn't have size. He's got questionable athleticism. So if he's not the smartest player on the field, he's going to be at a disadvantage because physically. He's just not that gifted. Mm-hmm. So, and relative to other very gifted players in the NFL, that is. So, I think until he becomes the smartest player on the field or close enough to it, um, it's there's probably going to be some some you know lean production from him uh, in the early going. I also think, in his defense, that he doesn't get to show one of his best skills in training camp setting where he's good at blitzing and rushing the passer. Yes. He can, he can Very fair. do that so much in a practice setting. Uh, so I do think, but you know, I think that kind of speaks to him potentially as a rookie, at least being more of like a sub package player and a, you know, a rotation mm-hmm. guy again. And I just think that is, that is different than what people expected. I think people are like, wow, the Eagles got Nicobe Dean. He's going to be a day one starter. He's going to be a total stud. I don't think that's really the case. And that doesn't mean <laughs> yeah, that was me probably too. <laughs> well, sure. I don't, I'm not getting on people for believing that. And I'm not <laughs> yeah, saying yeah, he yeah. can't have a good career. I'm just saying like, let's pump the brakes on him being significant contributor from day one, right out of the yeah. gate. Like, I think we've seen yeah. enough to say like, that might not be the case. So 
um, and, and give more some respect to Davion for sure. Because- and in hindsight, it makes sense. Yes. But right. uh, I think, I think that when you, when you're looking at a guy who everyone had projected as, as like a first round pick or at worst, a second round pick, uh, <laughs> when they get him in the third round, everyone's excited about it, Sure, but it probably is going to take a little time. All right. Uh, so you don't have any final thoughts, right? That was my final thought. Hmm. My final thought is shout out to Wawa for giving the Eagles media contingent hoagies throughout training camp, at least two of the three days or two, sorry, two of the five days, the last two days, but not today. Okay. Yes. What did you go with? Uh, one of everything, Jimmy, come on. I'm huge. <laughs> I can eat it all. What did you go with? I went half, uh, Italian hoagie, uh, two days ago and half Turkey hoagie two days ago. And then I tried to get an Italian hoagie again accidentally grabbed roast beef mm. was disappointed when i opened it up but it was actually delicious yeah. and i was i did not regret uh accidentally grabbing the roast beef sandwich i'm very occasionally uh, a roast beef guy like i really have to be in the mood for it it's not just like a go-to italian what i'd say it was just like a go-to like you can't go wrong with that uh really enjoyed that from wawa so wawa look i'm giving you all this free publicity i've plugged your new drink too <laughs> which is good the shorty uh they're they're peach uh, drink bigger thing that they made with uh, Cape May Brewing Company. Uh, really good. There's a little hubbub about that, by the way. I saw that. Well, we're not going to get into that. Like we're that. not going to take a side <laughs> here. Uh, but uh, you should try it, Jimmy, if you, if you have not tried it. Sure tea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I picked up. Like shorty hoagie, but right. sure tea. Yeah. There's some in. Right. Um, I get it. The Wegmans liquor store in Cherry Hill, I think. I picked up some there. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they still have it, but uh, they did. So uh, it's really good. Definitely a good summer drink. So, you know, drink responsibly, all that good stuff, uh, or not at all. But this has been BGN Radio 260. It was a fun time. Efficient show, I would say, today, Jimmy. The, uh, setting up what's next for the Eagles. They are having a walkthrough on Wednesday, so there will be no training camp, you know, notes or anything, or no podcast. Although, Jimmy did interview Les Bowen for today's uh mm-hmm. things so go check that out if you didn't already do you have one in the can for tomorrow or no i don't okay, no, that's fine no. i was hoping to get mike quick after practice but i couldn't find oh him. man yeah you got to get him on so hopefully that'll be soon uh the eagles return to practice then on thursday normal time 10 a.m in the morning and then they will actually be off on friday so that's what's coming up here in the near future we appreciate you rating reviewing subscribing following along with our practice notes at bleedinggreennation.com and phillyvoice.com for Jimmy. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon Gowton, Jimmy Kemsky on those platforms at Jimmy Kemsky at BG and underscore radio is the place where you follow the podcast on Twitter at bleeding green for the Twitter at bleeding green Insta for the Instagram for bleeding green nation. You can check out our sponsors, righteous felon craft jerky by going to right to discount code BGN 20 for 20% off your order. If you're looking to buy, sell or rent a house, you want to go to roach realtors.com. Or you can call or text Kristen Roach at this phone number. 856-906-9295. All right, Jimmy. Good luck. And I'll talk to you on Thursday. Goodbye, everybody. B-G-N.